All right. Good morning. It's Mitch Green, the solo original member of the Sunday Recap that's here. <laughs> the two old faithfuls. They're more faithful than here than me. They're, they're 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 here more often than I am. Let's just say that they're they are they make they're it. They great. I I end up being sick. Graham gets sick, and I'm not here. But they're gone today. So they're both in different places. Chris is out of town. Ariel's sick. But you've heard some laughter. You've heard another voice. Pause. Don't say anything. I want people to guess who they think it is by the laughter. <clears throat> Take a second. Submit your guess. Okay. Now. Who's with me on Sunday recap? Jen Dobbins. Jen Dobbins. <clears throat> Jenny from the block is You're here. The only person I'll allow to call me Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Not a super fan of that. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else nobody. call her Jenny. That's, Everybody Sunday is going to call me Jenny. Yeah, no, just I no. Yeah, yeah, no, no Jenny, no Jenny at all. So, <laughs> like, I, I, it kind of, I. It's funny though, because like you know, again, I grew up. I went to Franklin Central High School. You went to Warren. I went to Warren. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of fits, you know? (laughs) I mean, does it? But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but Jen's with us here today. We've got a super fun, exciting episode. Um, We have an interview later with a D group leader from our church, Peter Gag, talking about his group working through the concept of heaven. And we're trying something a little different. We're going to talk a little bit at the end about some notes from the sermon that um, we both found helpful, how it Mm -hmm. encouraged us in our faith. But Jen... I'm excited you're here. I'm excited to be here, buddy. First time you've ever been on the Sunday Recap. Ever. Yeah. Uh, are you, did you, well, we've already recorded it, so I was going to say, are you excited? <laughs> but like, did you enjoy it? I Let's give it a foreshadowing. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. I, usually, I'm sure people can, they'll know who I am by my cackle, because it. I laugh like my mama, I'm not yeah. going to lie. So, uh, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I love sitting and talking and just kind of unpacking Sunday because I, I typically don't get to sit in service. I know. Um, so, you know, I'm back here hanging out with the littles and which is great. And I yeah. love every ounce of it, but to sit down and have an adult conversation yeah. and you know, it's great. I Look, love it. As part of the family ministry team, we should take every opportunity when they just put us on the microphone to share like, what are our biggest needs? So, Children's Ooh. ministry. What do you got going on? I mean, Where you need help? Need? Yeah, that, I think that's we the reality. People walk up. People walk up, and they're like. Where where you need help? Where you need help? I'm like, and I uh, love anywhere it. Anywhere that you'll say yes to. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, elementary is a huge need right now. Um, yeah. We need help kindergarten through fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to split uh, the kindergarten and first graders because that's a big mm-hmm. gap. Uh, we've got readers and non-readers in that room, so it makes activities a little difficult. Uh, we would love to split kindergarten and have first and second together yeah. and third and fourth together. Because um, awesome. having second through fourth grade is a huge, huge difference, yeah. and it makes the classrooms ginormous. Yeah. So um, just to be able to split those up to have more focus, I think mm-hmm. that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, so if you caught what she just said, I mean, second through fourth grade right now is together. Yes, Kindergarten and first grade and first are grade. together. Yes. And we would ideally not do that, but we need people. We need the people. Yeah, we need people. We need help. So, again, we if you hear fun. that, you like, know. I provide snacks for all my volunteers. Oh, she, like, no, and I she means buffet. snacks. I'm the snack lady. She is, really, really. <laughs> that's, that is, it's right next to her name on her Twitter bio. It says snack lady. <laughs> Hashtag snack lady. That's who she is. So, again, Jen, super pumped you're here. I'm excited. Um, ex- again, excited for this episode of the Sunday Recap. Um, looking forward to your guys' thoughts on the conversation that we have with Peter about his group. Um, so, let's check it out. Let's 
All right. Hey, so we have Peter Gag on the line. Peter, are you, you're a D group leader, right? Yeah, my wife Sarah and I lead a D group of twenty uh, somethings, married and single people. Awesome. That's really cool. And you guys are in this like massive house renovation right now, aren't you? Isn't that kind of something you're doing? Yeah, that's right. We bought a fixer upper beginning of August and moved in about a month ago and we're in the process of it. So right now I'm sitting in my house looking at a room that has no ceilings in it. So No ceilings at all. Just like completely torn out. Yeah, well the drywall ceiling, it's a two story, so I'm just looking at all the floor joists and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I tore it all out two weeks ago. Uh, so like this is a true fixer upper. Like this isn't like slap some paint on it, get new carpet, call it done. No, this is some major renovation stuff. Okay. Well, Peter, I mean, we're, Jen and I are really excited to chat with you today. We, um, I was talking to Chris McLaughlin, who we've already told, you know, the people that are listening that you're, you know, that he's out of town and um, that Ariel is home sick, not feeling good. And I was talking with Chris and, you know, we, we know what the sermons are coming up. Like we know the passages, but we don't know exactly the topics. And so <laughs> this week rolls around. I listened to the sermon and Scott's like, I'm going to tell you everything about heaven. And I was supposed to do a monologue <laughs> podcast recording by myself. And I was like, I don't think I can handle that. And Chris said, hey, I've got a really good idea. He said, there's a D group in our church that they actually just did a small group study on heaven. Um, and so he pointed me your way. You were super pumped to hop on here and talk about it. You actually told me that heaven's one of your favorite subjects. Isn't that what you said? Yeah, it is. Um, and th there's, there's some good reasons for that too. Um, tell, and I, and I'll tell us right now. <laughs> tell us all the um, things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my dad passed away right when I had turned 17. Okay. Um, and so, that's really where I started looking into heaven. Um, I was in high school, I was in high school at the time living at home with my mom, all my older siblings were in college or moved out of the house. Um, and it was probably, you know, four or five months after he passed away. I remember me and my mom talking like, where's dad at? Like what, what, what's heaven mm. like? Um, and that's really where my own study into it started. Um, and so obviously like Randy Alcorn's book that Scott mentioned on Sunday, you know, I've, I've read the whole thing. I've studied it. Um, I actually had the opportunity. I went to a Christian high school um, and got the opportunity to write a paper on heaven my senior year. Oh, wow. Um, so it's it's something I've, I've just so loved being able to, to look into. Um, it helped me a lot in, in the wake of my dad passing away. Um, and and it's, it, it, it's something that I remember studying growing up in the church and everything. But then when this happened, looking into it, I was like, why, why isn't this talked about more? Why, why is this not like almost the forefront of our study? Mm. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, am really passionate about it. And then our, our, our D group started studying it because we were in a, a, um, a study of judges earlier this year. Wow. Um, and at some point the topic of heaven got brought up and I think almost everyone in the room was kind of like, why don't we study heaven? And I was like, well, that's uh, that's something I'd love to do too. So um, that's where Chris got us set up. And actually, we're still in the middle of our study. We started it uh, two to two and a half months ago, and it was supposed to be a six week study. And it's it's dragged on because it you know there's so much topic in there to cover. Um, we've ended up having to go 
pretty slow over it to, to kind of cover everything. Oh, that's really cool. What is the book that you said you're doing right now? Um, it's a book by the Good Book Company. It's called Heaven Forever For Real For Sure by Andy Telfer. Okay. Um, so there, I know I had talked to Chris about studies and he sent me this one and, and a few others. And one of them was the, uh, the study that kind of follows Randy Alcorn's book, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is really, really in depth and, and probably way too much work for, uh, a, a D group that, you know, I would, I wouldn't expect everyone in my D group to study as much as what's required to do that study. But this one's six weeks and, and, it condenses a lot of material and asks a lot of the good questions and yeah. it's promoted some really good discussion in our group. That's awesome. Yeah. The good book company, I like pretty much everything they write. <laughs> I find out, I feel like it's all really good. So t- take me back. So you were saying, you know, you started to study heaven when you were 17. How did you feel that like the learning about heaven, um, how did it kind of strengthen your faith? How did it help you through that season practically? Like what information was like, Oh, this is, this is really helpful. Um, so the, the most helpful thing for sure was, um, something Scott talked about Sunday, which was the, the, the idea and what, and what scripture teaches about, um, continuity that like, you know, when you get to heaven, it's not like your life here on earth is just forgotten or meaningless, you know, you're still you in heaven. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people have passed away are still them. Um, and so obviously, you know, not having my dad for my last year and a half of high school and going into college. And, and actually now I work at the company he used to work in and in a group that among people that he used to work around a lot. Hmm. Um, so I mean, even now, you know, there's some of that, like, man, I wish I could, I could work with him or, or at least talk to him about stuff. You know, we, in the same field, you know, we never got to have those conversations. I wasn't, um, old enough or into my profession yet. Um, but knowing that God is going to redeem that time. And, you know, I, I was even talking to my wife uh, on Sunday after the sermon, like, I really look forward to in heaven, you know, I'll get to work with my dad on stuff hmm. um, and, and be able to do some of those things that I haven't been able to here on earth. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that is one of the most exciting things in the world for me. Yeah, that's really cool. It's 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 interesting because, you know, even though, you know, I know we, we think of, oh, people will be in heaven and we'll see them again one day. I think you're right. Our, our natural kind of, again, due to media and shows and things we've seen, our natural thought is like, yeah, but they're not really going to be the same person per se. Like, like the makeup of who they are is going to be different. And so it's super helpful to know, like, no, like there is time again with your dad, <laughs> you know, like the person of who he was, mm-hmm. you know, all, all mm-hmm. the things that he was, they exist there just in their perfect form, you know? And so that's, I think that is like, that is reassuring, you know, when you, when you, when you lose people in your life, I've just, I just never, I've never thought about it that clearly, I guess. I just kind of been like, yeah, I know they're there. I know they're in a better place. I know I'll see them again, but not thinking about the no, like I'll get to exist with them again. Um, fully in eternity. Yeah, that's really cool. You touched on something else that I think is really interesting. So uh, my wife and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. Like, okay, we we work in heaven. You know, we went through that series on work a couple months ago, um, I believe. I think it was a one-off message on Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Um, And my wife and I, we were driving through town, and she was like, 
what is, um, she's like, what do you think work looks like in heaven? And I started to like think about things like cutting the grass that like I like to do, but then I realized, or this is me getting way in the weeds here. (laughs) But then I realized that like cutting the grass, like grass isn't like, it's an invasive species. Like it doesn't really like, it's not there. We, we created the concept of a front yard. Like, like gardens, mm-hmm. gardens were the thing in the history of the world. So even in my concept of like, oh yeah, I'm going to be riding my John Deere through heaven, cutting the grass, just work and enjoy in life. Cause that's the kind of work I like to do. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like grass isn't natural. So that's my really weird way to ask you, like what, as you've kind of looked at work in heaven, you talked about working with your dad. What do you think work looks like in heaven? And I know I'm asking you like an opinion here because, because, you know, that's not, the Bible says there's work. It doesn't give the, it, I mean, it kind of gives a picture, but not super clear. I'm just kind of curious from your understanding of that. What do you think that looks like? Yeah. Well, you, I think this is a fun question. Yeah. So, um, do you I, think there will I be guess, front yards? I think we'll have to clock in and clock out. <laughs> I, think, I think there might be. Um, so in, in general, um, what I think work is going to be like in heaven. So it, I think we've all probably experienced days at work where you feel like you feel good. You feel satisfied mm-hmm. by your work. Mm-hmm. Like you've accomplished something. I think that's what work is going to feel like in heaven. Mm. Like we're going to be satisfied by our work. We're going to feel like we did something every, you're not going to go and do something and feel like, Oh, this was a meaningless little task that, you know, that, that burden of work that we feel sometimes like, you know, it's a Monday. I don't want to go to work. It's hard. I, I think that feeling's going to be gone, and that'll just open up um, the joy of work that we feel sometimes. And that's what the joy we're going to have all the time working. As far as like what we'll do in heaven, I think what you were getting at with your cutting the grass comment. You know, I think I think that's a perfectly good thing to be excited about. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think in in Genesis, you know, God said um, to have dominion over the earth and, and rule over it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, cutting your grass is one way of you having dominion over your your little spot of earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we'll continue to do things like that. I think um, I'm an engineer. I work on uh, gas turbine engines mm-hmm. and, and cool technology stuff. I think we'll still continue to, to have... Um, technology and and work on cool things like that so that's you know i'm excited for that i'm also excited for um and this is something i thought about a lot in college um was like you know did did i pick the right major or um you know am i in the right field um i think you know thinking of work in heaven is almost kind of relief because you know if i pick the wrong thing here if i'm in the wrong job here well you know, maybe in 200 years or 100 years, I'll, I'll go back and study something else and, and learn how to do a different job. Or, um, you know, I, I think yeah. I think we'll have time to be able to to explore different professions and, and do things we may not get an opportunity to here on Earth. Yeah. All right, Peter, you, you led me into the next question super well. <laughs> so um, you touched on something Scott talked about on Sunday. He said that we will be perfect in... Um, Oh, how did he say it? Perfect in character, but not perfect in knowledge was, mm-hmm. was the image he was giving. So you just, you just talked about the concept of learning in heaven. 
Um, and if anybody remembers exactly what he said, feel free to say it. <laughs> I, have no, I wrote it down. I'm looking you, for you got it. it. You got it right, Mitch. I, I had written it down. He said, we'll be perfect in character, but not in knowledge or skill. Yeah. So what is, what is that practically? I mean, again, I'm acting like you are telling us exactly what heaven's going to look like. <laughs> like you're like, you've been there, <laughs> but you've done more study than me. Humbly. I submit myself to that. What do you think the like accruing of knowledge, um, looks like? Um, yeah, so I, I think it's similar to, or I think it will be similar to like what I described, like you'll be able to go and, and learn what you want to. Um, and, um, you know, learn how to do, do different things. And, and I think all of it will be with the, um, with the mindset of I'm doing this to glorify God. Um, I, I think there's, um, there's something interesting to be said about a lot of like our modern science is, is based on the studies of, of people who are devout Christians. Yeah. Um, like Maxwell and, and I'm not sure about Newton, but I'm pretty sure he was too. Um, you know, th those guys were devout Christians and, and we have a lot of our modern science because they were trying to learn more about God through that. Mm, and I think yeah. that, um, a lot of our, our learning in heaven and our studying will be with the idea to glorify God. But that I don't think that necessarily just means we're going to sit down and study theology day and night. Yeah. Uh, I think that we're going to go and explore the world he's created and learn more about him by, by learning chemistry, by learning engineering, by learning physics, by learning uh, the arts, or even um, as Scott alluded to, like playing sports and um, having you know, concerts and, and entertainment and stuff like that. I think that is where, um, that learning and, yeah. and, and, per, and, and getting closer to God is, is going to come from is building up our knowledge and skill and all the different things God's created. Yeah, that's really good. It's really hard for me when he got into the sport part as a nineties kid that grew up in the church, not to think about like big house and playing football. <laughs> like I almost felt like somebody should just like pumped that audio through the room for like, two we can play football. <laughs> that's like, that's what I was expecting to happen when he said that. Um, all right. So I, my next question is this, like we went all over the Bible on Sunday, which was awesome. We were in Psalms, we were in Ephesians, we were in John, we were in Revelation, we were in Genesis, we were in Mark, we were in Matthew, we were in Acts. Um, we went to all everywhere. Yeah, everywhere in the Bible. We looked at letters, we looked at New Testament narrative, we looked at Old Testament narrative, we looked at poetry, look we looked at it all. Even yeah, in, in apocalyptic literature. So we looked at everything. Um, kind of. Probably miss a genre in there too. But tell me, um, for you, what scripture has kind of shaped your view of heaven? Because I'm kind of asking for the person that's like okay, I want to know more about this. I mean, it's good to hear a pastor give a flyover overview, but I need to kind of dig into scripture and understand better what does the Bible say about heaven, you know, so I'm not just kind of adopting what someone else says on Sunday. So what scriptures kind of shaped your view of heaven? Hmm. That's, that's, that's a hard question, Mitch, because <laughs> there are so many passages about heaven. Um I would say I know, I know one for me would be First um, Corinthians fifteen. Mm -hmm. um, that chapter talks a lot about um, resurrection and what our our bodies will be like, um, and it's not you know perfectly clear, but it, it it's it's Paul talking about about those those things, um, and I think 
I think the biggest thing for me was when I started to study heaven, I started to read the gospels and read the Bible with the, with, with a little more of like my eyes looking for like, where's heaven being mentioned. Um, and I think when you do that, you realize, you know, Scott was all over the Bible. That's because heaven is mm-hmm. all over the Bible. It's talked about all the time. Um, so first Corinthians 15 definitely talks a lot about it. I think the thing that was really, um, eye opening to me was how much Jesus talks about heaven. Yeah. Um, and if I could say a chapter and I, and I think I'm getting this right, I think it's in John, um, six, when Jesus talks about the bread of life, um, he mentions repeatedly in, in that discourse, um, you know, kind of, he has a lot of statements along the lines of we'll be raised up with me at the last day. Um, kind of, you know, alluding yeah. to heaven. And, and the other one that was really eye opening to me and I, um, I'm, I'll have to look and I, I think I have it. I do have the, the reference written down here, uh, but it's in Job. In Job 19, um, 25 through 27, Job talks about um, seeing his Redeemer with his own eyes after he's already died. Um, and that to me was like, mm. wow, this wasn't like a New Testament thing. This is Job, maybe the oldest book in the Bible ever written. Mm. Um, and he's talking about resurrection and, and physically seeing God his redeemer after he's already passed away. And that was, that, that blew my mind when I saw that for the first yeah, time. What a powerful passage. I just pulled it up. So, so again, Job, uh, 1925 and it said 25 and 26 and 27. It says, I know that my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed yet in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I am not another how my heart yearns within me. That is, dude, that is a powerful passage. Cause again, that's like the overview of the sermon. Again, you've got this guy who's experienced all the pain that's possible on this earth, mm-hmm. you know, total betrayal from everyone, <laughs> you know, uh, literally being persecuted just almost to prove God's glory. Um, and then to the point of devotion to God where he's like, I will see him. And then he ends with how my heart yearns within me. So the picture being that I long for that day, therefore I live for it, which is like the overview of Scott's sermon mm-hmm. in three verses. Yeah. That's a powerful passage. I've Job's, I love the book of Job. Um, but I'm, I'm not familiarized myself, myself with that passage. That's really, really good. Um, so tell me like, like Job, like the passage is pretty clear. John six, um, I, I, you know, you're kind of talking like 25 through 53, I think is where Jesus kind of gets into the bread of life. And he talks of the language of resurrection and existing forever. Um, I think that one's more clear. First Corinthians says all these things that are really kind of difficult to understand you kind of like as a Bible reader, as you were kind of digging into these things, what was your process of like, I don't understand what this verse means how am I going to go try to um, work to exegete it, interpret it? Was there any resources along the way that you found helpful to you outside of those you've mentioned? Well, I think the thing that benefited me a lot and it was that I had already studied Corinthians a long time ago. Yeah. Um, 
I did. I was in a program called Bible Bowl where we memorized a lot of scripture. Oh yeah. And so, Bible so Bowl. I had already, yeah, I had already been through, you know, First Corinthians. I'd, I'd studied it before, so I had a lot of background in at least what the scripture said. Maybe not understanding it. Um, I think the the best resource I had for helping understand heaven was Randy Alcorn's book called Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott mentioned. Um, and I think there's two and, versions of that book, right? I think there's there's a full version, and then I think they do sell kind of like an abridged, like it just answers to question version. If I believe if I'm right, that Randy Alcorn has both of those versions, along with a small group study, as you said. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. I, I think he probably does. Um, I'm I'm not the most familiar, but, but that definitely, um, you know, that, that resource, that book helped me a lot. Um, and then the other thing that helped me a lot was I, I wrote, you know, the high school I went to covenant Christian over on the, on the West side of Indianapolis, um, your senior year, you had to write like a senior thesis. Um, and you had Bible class every year. So it was mm-hmm. in that class. So you had to pick a topic and then, you know, do a lot of research on it and then, you know, write a, a paper that was a, a thesis yeah. on it. And, and mine was on heaven. So I used Randy Alcorn's book. I believe there was a book by um, N.T. Wright that I um, mm-hmm. remember u- u- using for some research. Um, and then I think I probably pulled in uh, a C.S. Lewis source or two. Yeah. Um, but those, I, I mean... I had the I had the time to do that, and I, you know, kind of shoehorned it into my academics, and so that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely start anybody with with Randy Alcorn's book. I think it's it's just an amazing resource on yeah. on it. Well, and like even outside the conversation of heaven, I think what you're describing is like I say sometimes to people, how long is like it's okay to have questions, but how long is it okay to not work to find the answers to our questions? And you kind of described, you know, this intentional process of like, I had these questions, I addressed the scripture, I looked at other sources to help answer these questions, and this is how I kind of gained information. And and heaven's one of those things that you don't necessarily like draw conclusions on, but you just grow to know more. Um, And and there's always more behind. (laughs) Yeah. Without better information, there's more behind the veil. (laughs) They probably come with a better way to say it, but like, there's more there. Um, then, then what we know, what's been revealed to us, what meets the eye. Um, let me ask you, cause you kind of, you, you mentioned N.T. Wright. Um, N.T. Wright is, it, for me, is the one that kind of introduced these, this concept of heaven and earth becoming one, um, rather than the picture we have that like heaven is a place that exists in the sky. It's always going to exist in the sky and we'll be floating on clouds for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of my first understanding. Not everything I agree with him on, but that was my first kind of approach to, yeah, the Bible really does kind of present this like heaven and earth, this restoration of earth, you know, revelation 21, all things becoming new. Um, like this kind of picture, you know, the tree of life in the garden, like all that stuff it presents. Um, have you kind of found, um, that view to kind of strengthen your picture of heaven? Um, when was, was that ever new information for you? Did you feel like you grew up in the church knowing that, or when did that kind of aspect of heaven become a thing for you? Um, I think I would say I grew up in the church and had an idea of what heaven was, but never really fleshed it out until I started looking into it for myself. Hmm. And then, um, this whole, the whole idea of, you know, heaven 
and earth coming together as one again. I, I can't really point to a time that I remember, you know, it, I know I had that realization at one point, like, Oh, the new heavens and the new earth, like that's mm-hmm. going to be, um, heaven. Um, and I remember when I learned that being really excited, like, wow, this is something like I can, you know, I, I might not be able to understand all of it, but I can at least have a picture in my mind of like what I think it might be and how good I think it might be. Um, so I, I, I guess I, you know, that's, that's about as much as I could probably explain on that. I yeah. do know we, we watched a, a really good, we took a week out of our, our study in our D group and watched a really good video by the Bible project. Oh yeah. Um, kind of outlined that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about like a, like a half hour to 45 minute video, but it's, it's, it's succinct and it, and it, um, it goes through that whole idea of heaven and earth, heaven and earth coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, like that and, and does a really good job of illustrating it so that, you know, it's easy to understand. Yeah. And I think we've referenced the Bible project on here before, but like Tim Mackey, the dude is like, as you said, seeing pictures, seeing heaven in the old Testament, he is like the Hebrew scholar of Hebrew scholars of young people. (laughs) There's better Hebrew scholars, but he's not like super old and he's, and he's very clear with how he presents things. Um, he's the guy who does all the voicing in the Bible project. So that's really cool. So tell me, you know, kind of as we're wrapping up here, what would, um, as you've been studying this with your group, um, how have you seen kind of a growth in your knowledge of heaven encourage um, your faith in the people that are in your group? Yeah. Um, I think the thing I've seen the most in our, in our group is just the amount of good discussion generated around mm-hmm. heaven is it's it's amazing because it's something that people want to talk about. It's something people want to know about. Um, and I'm the, the first, the first week of our study. Um, and I don't have the list of them here. I think I remember a few of them, but we asked, we asked, you know, what are the things you kind of want to know or like get answered about heaven as we go through this study? Cause we'll, cause, cause we kind of offered, you know, we'll take time mm-hmm. out of the study to like go aside and, and ask those, answer those questions as best we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think our, our group has really appreciated getting to getting to look into some of those questions about heaven. I know one of the a couple of the ones that I remember are like, "What's going to happen to animals?" or "What what happens to mm. our pets?" Um, like, "Do we forget our lives on earth?" Um, questions along those lines, like, "What happens to marriage in heaven?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just being able to explore those questions as a group has been has been really beneficial. And then also seeing, you know, there's a couple of these, you know, we don't, we don't really have an answer to all the yeah. way. Um, we might have an idea and we can, we can kind of speculate, but, um, you know, some of the stuff I've looked into and tried to answer the group has been like, well, here's what scripture says and it doesn't really answer the question, mm-hmm. but here's what we know about God and here's, um, here's what we can maybe conjecture and here's a possible answer, but it's not necessarily the answer. Um, and I think that's been, um, it, it's been, it's been good to see, you know, our group and, and seeing those questions get raised and, and discussed thoughtfully and, and tied, tied back to scripture. Um, you know, it, it really encourages me because, um, you know, this was, it was kind of the group's idea to do heaven, but it's, yeah. you know, kind of my idea too. And 
just seeing uh, people in our group grow through these questions. And then I, I think it, it's really encouraged me to, to be like, you know, this needs to be this needs to be something we look into more and, and talk about. Um, you know, if it's something we're looking forward to, if it's we're gonna, where we're going to live for eternity, if there's anything I can do to prepare for it, I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, if there's any way I can start to do my best to live like I will in heaven, I want to do it now. Because um, oh, I know that that's, if that's the way we're supposed to live, that's the best way to live. Yeah, Peter, that's so good. And, and, and just for people that are listening that don't know you, um, I don't think we said any of this up front, but like you're, well, the average age in your D group is probably like what, like 27? 23. 20, yeah, oh, 23. Yeah. So just yeah. so, yeah, just so people can kind of get the picture. I, I think that's super encouraging. I mean, I'm not like, I'm, I'm 31, so I'm not like that much older than you guys. But what an intentional approach to learn about heaven now. Like, I think just for people that were listening, you might have imagined we're talking to somebody that's like in their 40s, exactly. <laughs> you know. And it's good. I feel like you get what you put into it. Yeah. So if you're yeah. if you're hot and heavy on this topic and, you know, if you listen to Scott's sermon and you're like, okay, I'm good. I think I get it. And you move on to something else and then you guys are really diving in. I think that's that's amazing because exactly. you're really growing in it. And I would encourage, again, I mean, a lot of people that listen to this are D group leaders. If this is a conversation that you're interested in entering with your D group. I mean, I would talk to Chris about it and get some resources. Mm-hmm. But, Peter, I imagine you would love to, you know, help oh, another yeah. D group leader take them through yeah, this discussion. I, I would absolutely love to help anybody with this. I mean, this is heaven is by far my favorite topic to talk about, to study, um, to learn about. Um, yeah, it, it, it gets me really excited. I mean, my, my wife looked at me after, well, we were both excited after the sermon, but she looked at me and she was like, you really, really liked that. (laughs) I was like, I was fired up the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so encouraging. Well, man, anything, any other kind of thoughts on heaven that we didn't get to in the conversation before we let you go? Um, I, I do, I have, I have just one thought, yeah. um, and that it, it's a passage that Scott didn't touch on, but, um, the, the other passage that kind of sticks out to me about heaven and, and encourages me, um, in, you know, studying it and everything is, is Hebrews 11, that great faith chapter. Yeah. Um, I think, a, I think two or three times in the chapter, it talks about the people, you know, seeking the city with foundations, um, mm. and that you know, they were looking forward to their destination. Um, and that's, you know, the people of faith, Abraham, Moses, um, the, the prophets of the Old Testament, they were looking forward to to the Messiah and to heaven. Um, and so that gives me encouragement. That, you know, those are the great people of faith. I should be doing the same thing they did. Yeah. No, that's super encouraging. Again, yeah, and so many good passages to dig into, man. I wish we had, like, another hour where we could just – dig into, you know, John six and, <laughs> you know, first exactly. Corinth, you know, Corinthians chapter 15 and some of those things, but well, Peter, I really appreciate it. This was super fun. Again, we've never even done this before with the D group leader, but man, like awesome. I learned a lot, um, super encouraged. And again, I hope it encourages people in our church, man. So thank you so much yeah. for hopping on. Um, and have a great day, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Mitch. All right, man, that was a super fun conversation with Peter. Jen, I, I really enjoyed that. I <laughs> really enjoyed it. I'm like, I want more. I yeah, want I didn't. More. Yeah, again, I, they've been over to our house one time. They're a great couple in our church. But I, I again, I, I love when like somebody in the congregation 
spends a lot of time searching for their answers on a question. I, I love think it. that's super cool. I love it. And it's motivated, motivated by life circumstances, mm-hmm. which I think is encouraging to people. Um, again, I think a lot of us, you know, when we experience death in our life, we don't know a path forward. Um, but Peter's kind of like, here's a path that I took. Um, yeah. And I think we can learn from one another. That's super, super cool. What was like in that conversation, Jen, what was, you know, something that maybe encouraged you that you hadn't thought about in addition to the sermon, anything? I think just digging deeper into the word about heaven because you just kind of go, okay, well, you know, there's heaven and I'm good. And then you kind of move on with the ins and outs of life in general and, you know, kids and stuff like that. You're not taking the time to to truly focus Mm -hmm. on heaven. And I think um, hearing him, it really makes me want to dive in more. I want to read all the books. I want to know more so I can teach my kids more and helping the kids men with all this stuff. So I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with yeah him. that's a really interesting thought too how how heaven could be a motivator even for children because mm-hmm. I think I think the the idea is that you know we're motivated by what Christ has done for us often mm-hmm. so we kind of talk about, okay Christ has saved us so live in response to that but there's this other picture too that we see all throughout the Bible which is what we've been illustrating that we're motivated by eternity right that it also drives our faith mm-hmm. so how do we um, how is that a healthy motivation in our life that, oh, hey, yeah. we're going to exist with God forever, so start living like that now, mm-hmm. um, just like we live out of the identity that has been placed on us through Christ, what Christ has done on the cross. I think that that for me was some of the most encouraging stuff, just listening to um, his growth and his group. Just, the, just, again, as you said, the concept of like we're learning these things because they shape our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're things that in, in most of their cases, there's seven, you know, 60, 70 years out. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're good. They're good. Yeah. For a yeah. Long yeah. Time. Yeah. Lord willing. They're good. <laughs> they so good. that's really, really cool. Well, was there any thoughts, you know, from the sermon, you know, that you felt like um, this, you know, that Scott said Sunday that was encouraging to you? Well, Honestly, I sat and I listened because obviously I if was If you were here with working. us, you would see her notes. So she has <laughs> pages of notes. I she is to ready to down. rock. Like I I love being able to listen and pause and write and go back 15 seconds and re-listen. Um, I literally took almost five pages of notes on the sermon yeah. because I was just soaking it all in. I felt like a sponge. And okay, so let's make a little game out of this. Then this is my thought. So you've like, got, you've okay. got. Do you have five pages or uh, four? It's, it's well, four or five. Want to count front and back? Well, here's yeah, no, 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 front or back. They're individual pages. All right. I want you to pick one note on okay. each page. Now, good news, people. Boy. She's already started some, so she's ready. <laughs> it's like she's ready for this activity. I want you to pick. Um, one note on each page from the sermon okay. that you are like, this is something that really was meaningful to me, um, that you'd want to share with people that are listening to the podcast. Oh this week. my goodness. Okay. Um, um, I loved, um, you know, our salvation is real. He already sees us in the future. Like the pits and peaks of the day today is just a little pebble in the road for what's coming. And I just think that was huge because everybody's yeah. got their pits and peaks. This is stuff that I talked about in small group with seventh yeah. and eighth grade girls last year. Um, and that's how we started our conversations. We prayed over the conversation, pits and peaks. What's yeah. going on this week? Cause they're kids. I mean, their pits and peaks are different mm. than mine since I'm 39 years old. So 
there, there's stuff, it's different, but just yeah. kind of having everybody in the room and having everybody relate to mm-hmm. this, I think it's huge. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And come on, you said salvation is real. I yes. think that's the picture that heaven Mind gives drop. us in the learning the information. It's real. So yeah. it's it's not just some theoretical idea that we're motivated by. Right. We're like, no, this is a real thing. This is a real place. There's real information in the Bible about it. All right. Take me to the next okay. page. Heaven is not a state of mind. Yeah. It's an actual physical mm-hmm. place. Yeah. I mean, let's put that on a t-shirt and let's go. Yeah, right? which that's which that's something for those that are listening that there's this concept even uh, people do this a lot with different passages of the Bible, a lot with apocalyptic literature where it's this idea that um the Bible's not as we've and not we, but as some people have moved away from reinterpreting the Bible literally, they've looked at certain aspects and they've said, "Well, that's not like like that's hell on earth. That's mm-hmm. what someone's going through," which people do experience um mm-hmm what we would pretty much call hell on earth in this life, but that's not what the Bible's talking about. Right. Um, it's same with heaven, that it's not just a state of being. The Bible very clearly speaks of it as a physical place mm-hmm. of existence um, in the future. Ooh, what's another one? Oh, the I love it when, uh, when Scott's preaching, preaching, mic drop after yeah. mic drop, and then he's like, what will marriage be like in heaven? Yeah. And he's like, everybody leaned in just a little yeah. bit. They wanted to be like, yeah, what is this? And then guy? he throws you off. He's textbook He's textbook at doing that where you're yes. like, yeah, okay, okay. And then he goes, but it's to Jesus in the church. And I you're know. like, okay. All like, right, you got me. But I love that he, you know, he was like, Luann's my best friend. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, Why just would you not be with more, the people that you love? Yeah, just making it more personal. Yeah. Um, which I feel like whenever you're growing in your faith too, your personal Pits and peaks, um, they really help guide people into, you know, to help them as well. That's awesome. Very cool. You got any more notes in there that are worth expounding? But I chicken scratched us lefties. Uh, (laughs) My problem is I can't read my notes. They're pretty worthless (laughs) to everybody, including myself. So. Well, awesome. Well, again, we, we just appreciate um, Peter hopping on here with us. It was super fun to grow and learn from his group's experience digging into these books. Um, we will include in the show notes some of the resources he mentioned if you want to listen mm-hmm. to those. Jen, super pumped to have you Buddy, here with me. This was great. You know, it's fun to have you here. And, I mean, even at a minimum, I don't have to sit in this room by myself <laughs> talk, feeling like I'm talking to the air. You're so afraid to be by yourself. Having you is great. Uh, so I appreciate that. Appreciate you being here again. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week of the Sunday Recap.